it's good for the body of Christ to engage in discussions and the study of last things, or eschatology. Uh, it's good for a number of reasons. Uh, of course, it's part of Scripture, so any study of Scripture is incomplete without a, uh, a delving into this topic. You know, um, prophecy, of course, as a general thing, fills about a third of the Bible's volume, and so um, eschatology in itself is a is a pretty significant portion of that as well. Both when we talk about the the second coming of Christ, the millennial kingdom, all of these different kinds of things, it's good for us to recognize. Uh, the pervasive nature of this topic in the scripture. And um, it becomes problematic when we choose to set it aside, uh, whether because we just feel like it might turn people off. I think that's actually kind of odd. Most people are very interested in, in learning about this stuff with somebody who will take time to help them understand it. Um, but sometimes we turn away from this topic because we feel like it'll turn people off. Or sometimes we uh, avoid it because we're not that comfortable ourselves talking about it. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, I like to mention again, uh, I am no expert in prophecy. I'm no expert on this topic. I'm just simply a student, like hopefully many or most or maybe even all of you are. And so uh, it just becomes something that uh, it becomes more comfortable the more time we spend in it, the longer we, uh, the, the more far-reaching look we take into Scripture. Uh, again, if we approach it with a measure of humility and allow the Scripture to speak for itself and let the Scripture be the basis by which we understand these things and we do our best not to read into the text uh, anything that, uh, any preconceived ideas, I think we can walk away from it with a pretty solid idea of what's going on, what's coming, and to do so in a balanced and responsible way. I'm, I'm very much opposed to so much of the sensationalism that tends to surround this topic. I think it um, <clears throat> I think it does great damage to our understanding and and, and also it uh, to the encouragement that this topic is supposed to bring us. Uh, twice in First Thessalonians uh, chapter of, uh, at the, at the, toward the end of chapter four and then uh, just a few verses into chapter about nine verses into chapter five, Paul, in talking about last things, he he encourages those believers in Thessalonica to encourage one another with these things. Uh, and so uh, it, it's. I think it's a great thing for us to spend time in it, but to do so in a responsible way with our, our best effort to not uh, try to be sensational about it and all that kind of thing, but rather to just take a good, solid, balanced look at what the scriptures have to say and then consider what's going on around us and, and try to put these things together and understand, uh, Give our basically give ourselves a context uh, a lens through which to view the events that are going on around us. And I think this is a good thing for new believers. I think it's a good thing for new churches. I think it's a great thing for the missionary uh, world to, to engage in. Uh, and you might say, well, why? why is eschatology such an important thing for missions in that? Well, I think, again, if we let the Scripture be our guide, uh, Paul, in one of the great examples of, of what I'm trying to communicate here, the idea I'm trying to get across, is that uh, in, in, in his, his spending time with the Thessalonians, uh, of course, you remember in Acts chapter 17, as he goes to Thessalonica, and he spends three weeks there, and then he's chased out of town. And we get an insight into the kinds of things he taught those new believers in that brief period of time. He was there for three Sabbaths, so essentially about three or so weeks. Uh, we, again, gain insight into what he talked about in that short time. Uh, when we read the letters that he wrote later to the Thessalonians, he wrote to them to see uh, to answer their questions, to encourage them, and all of this. I encourage you to read those two letters in their entirety, not just the 
um, you know, the chapters that we tend to focus on, 1 Thessalonians 4, 2 Thessalonians 2, but rather um, to read the whole thing and get a sense of what Paul was, uh, you know, what Paul had taught them. Uh, he laid a foundation, again, in a short time, in three weeks. And by the way, we don't know if he was expecting to get chased out of town or if it came upon him suddenly. So was he teaching them these things uh, under duress and just and, 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 and just trying to get in as much as he could? Or did he just in the course of things in that brief amount of time cover all these topics and then get chased out of town? We don't really know the answer to that. Like, you know, um, um, did he expect that or not? So whatever the case, whether it was under the duress and, and the desire to make sure he taught the things that were most important in the short time he had, or whether it was just in the natural course of teaching in that short time, it is fascinating to me uh, and very telling to me what his, his sense of priority was when we recognize the, that in, you know, in, again, just short letters, in these brief letters, he spent a pretty significant percentage of those letters addressing the topic of last things which at the very least meant that he taught them those things when he was with them in just three weeks. Now imagine for your, you know, if you will, if you, uh, you know, if you led someone to the Lord and, you know, you, you get on the discipleship thing, that's good. You want to do that. You want to spend time pouring into them. Maybe you grab a navigator's book or something like that, or whatever it is, the program you're, you help uh, disciple somebody. You may not think that eschatology really rates highly up the list. It's really not, you know, it's not as important as some of the other things. Well, I, I think it's good that we don't create a false dichotomy and sort of make it seem like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're putting too much stock in how important something may or may not be, especially when it comes to last things. Paul felt it was really important to talk to them about that because he included it in just a brief time. Uh, and so when we think of eschatology as sort of a peripheral thing, uh, that is not a biblical view. Uh, eschatology is not the only thing, but it's certainly among those things that we want to learn ourselves. And I would suggest if we're following Paul as an example in, those, in his experience with the Thessalonians, we also want to recognize the importance uh, and the encouragement and the, the, the sort of the the way that this topic integrates with the rest of Scripture, I think it becomes important for us, or it should be important for us, to include a discussion, a, 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 a good, solid discussion of eschatology, or again, last things, in our overall sense of what it means to disciple somebody. And this is why I say whether it's in the local church, whether it's a new church, in a brand new believer being discipled, or whether it's a missionary uh, you know, endeavor of planting churches and other places and that kind of thing, to separate last things and to see it as sort of a peripheral issue when it comes to our theology and our teaching people, uh, I would not get that sense from Scripture. I think you can overemphasize it at the expense of other things, but I don't think that the expense of our teaching should should be eschatology. I think that should be integrated into what we talk about because it is so it is such such a part of the overall theology of Scripture that how why why would we not? And again, if we look at Paul as an example, I think we have a great encouragement to include it in the way that we go about helping people to understand Scripture, understand God's plans and purposes. And also, and I'm going to, uh, you know, um, in my view, 
Teaching eschatology also goes a long way into creating in people an understanding of what it means to have a Christ-centered theology. Now, that's really important in our day because um, uh, in, in our day, there tends to be such a man-centered theology that we, we, we make it all about, you know, I hate to sound so cliche and trite, but we tend to make it all about felt needs and what do I need to get out of this church service and what can I get that'll get me through the week? Um, and what does Jesus do for me? And what does it mean to me to have a relationship with Christ and these kinds of things? Well, these things all may have some kind of a place, but it's a really small place compared to the overall reason for our understanding of theology. Theology is the study of God. It's a God-centered thing. It is something that, it is a study that puts God at the middle of it and brings all attention because all the focus of Scripture ultimately leads us to know Him better, Uh, which means a relationship with Him is something that has to be rooted and built upon the idea of our knowing Him. At the end of the day, we're created by Him and for His good pleasure. We are created to know Him. In other words, He is the central person in all of theology and therefore in all of life. He's the central person. Well, eschatology, while on the one hand, sure, it's fun for us to look forward to the idea of being raptured away and going to be with the Lord for eternity, but the reason why that's so exciting is because he's there, right? It's, it's not just the escape from the world, but it's also the fact that we'll go, it's not what we're just leaving behind, it's where we're going to and ultimately who we're going to. Uh, the, the reason heaven is heaven is because Jesus is there. It's because we can be in the presence of God forever, because we can finally be in the place where we can experience and be and participate in and pour out our love and adoration um, as we were created to. And so theology is all about the knowledge of God and getting to know him. Well, eschatology as a subcategory of that, or as, an, as a part of the overall also drives us to that. And a proper understanding of eschatology puts Christ at the center of it. Uh, in, Africa, in Revelation, it says how Christ is the spirit of prophecy, right? The idea that he is the, uh, the heart of it. it. It all leads to him. Uh, and so when we, when we set aside eschatology or last things, we're doing a real disservice to our study of scripture, to our own uh, gaining of knowledge and relationship with him, uh, and uh, and everything that grows from that, and so so that's you know that's one of the reasons why uh, I would say that's that's one of the reasons why it became so important to me to make sure that eschatology becomes a part of our uh, of our, our regular diet, not not just here on on these posts, but also in our church, in our discussions. And I'm very thankful that we have uh, most, if not all, of the folks in our church are extremely excited. Uh, about seeing the Lord soon and about being ready for him to come and snatch us away and certainly to see his plans and purposes unfold. Understanding, and and it drives us to pray, by the way, for for those around us in that, to come to know him before those things ultimately come to pass. Um, But at the end of it all, we want to see him. We want to stand before him. Uh, what a beautiful thing to hope for and to look forward to. And of course, the hope, when I say hope, I don't mean like, oh gosh, I hope it happens. Uh, no believer should be living in any condition of doubt that they will see him and that they should be looking forward to him. This is the beauty of studying last things is it should encourage us. 
encourage us to holy living, encourage us to live our lives with our feet on the ground, but our eyes looking firmly toward his coming, um, with our hearts just groaning to be with him. I mean, if the creation groans, uh, you know, for the redemption, how much more should we, right? And so, uh, anyway, so this is why we study last things. This is why I think it's so important that this becomes a regular part of our diet. Uh, it's it's not peripheral. It's it's not something that's sort of relegated to uh, kind of the weirdos who are walking around with megaphones and sandwich boards on saying the end of the world is near. Um, that That unfortunately is the picture many have. But when you read the scripture, you come to realize that there is this constant looking ahead, this constant, um, uh, you know, even in, uh, in Hebrews, you know, there's this commendation of Abraham and others who were really sojourning in this life because they were looking for a city whose builder and whose foundations and whose builder and maker was God. They were looking forward, not just in the moment, but looking ahead. Well, that, if that doesn't speak to the heart of eschatology, I don't know what does. Uh, this is something that is bred into us as believers as we study the scripture uh, to the point where you'd have to just be trying to avoid it, to go through a read through the Bible in a year program and not be tripping on this topic all over the place. So that being said, and by the way, not just in Revelation, Daniel, Zechariah, Matthew 24, just, you know, Thessalonian letters. Um, it's not just there. It's literally all the way through. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode. I'm actually going to post this one as its own thing now. I'm realizing that we haven't even gotten into what I was going to want to talk about today. So uh, we will go ahead and I'll, I'll start po- recording the next episode in just a minute. But I, I, I guess now realizing I'm going to cut this short right here, let me just finish this thought by saying that the study of eschatology, while challenging in some respects, um, while in some respects still uncertain, there are some elements of it that we have to wait and see what happens by and large, what the scriptures have to say about last things uh, is clear enough to give us some understanding, to drive us to want to live in ex- the expectation of his coming. Uh, it, 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 it should be a tremendous encouragement. And so let me leave on that note with an encouragement to study this topic, um, to get some good resources. Hopefully this podcast can help give some insight in that regard, but this is not the only place you can learn about this topic. Get some good, good resources on this and spend time learning, studying, you know, scratching your head while you're figuring it out and then give yourself time to mull it over and then dive back in and watch how the Lord begins to help the dots connect a little bit. The Holy Spirit is as you go through the scriptures and, and as you consider these things, but be encouraged by it. Don't avoid it. Paul thought, thought it was important enough to teach new believers in a very short period of time. Certainly, it's something that we should seek to get our minds around as well, and our hearts ultimately to be encouraged by. So that being said, uh, my two cents on the topic, why I think it's a great idea for the church to spend time studying eschatology. So that being said, I'll go ahead and stop there, and I will catch up with you in the next episode. Father, encourage our hearts uh, to study this topic, to come to Uh, desire to understand last things and to pour ourselves into that pursuit that we might be encouraged at the knowledge that one day we will be with you one day soon. It's not a thousand years from now. It's not, uh, you know, uh, it may not even be at the end of this 
uh, of my own lifetime. It could be before that, that Jesus comes for us. And so, Father, we just pray that this study of eschatology would encourage us toward uh, living in expectancy, encourage us toward holy living uh, between now and then, would... um, we would recognize uh, the, the the beautiful full place throughout the Word of God that that uh, that it that it inhabits, and that we wouldn't avoid it. But teach us, Lord. Some of these things are indeed challenging, and so we pray that uh, Lord, you would guide us and direct us by your Holy Spirit uh, to understand these things better. And Father, we thank you. We love you and praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>